Yo fam, how's your overall wellness doing? Because I know one place that I take care of all of my health and wellness needs for, and that's tulipdreegardenco.com. Not only they got the greatest online shop for all the eclectic, unique gifts that you can find, their farm stand is fantastic, but what they really specialize in is 63 acres of hemp farm that produces full spectrum CBD. Full spectrum, what does that mean? Well, that means that every cannabinoid in the hemp plant is extracted and used in their products. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. They have every product for your overall wellness. Go check them out. TulipTreeGardenCO.com. All right, let's light this baby up. Acme Army Podcast. Oh, what's happening aboard and how we do it today? Who's hungover out there? Raise your hands. Be honest. Be on- hey, how many of you guys honestly called in sick for work today? Because if you did, God bless you. God bless Bless you. America needs to know. Packers come first. We're victorious. Get it. Packers and watch the condensed game. Oh shit! And then I woke up this morning, and watched the condensed second half again, and then I started the first half over and the uh, real gameplay to watch some, you know, be able to watch some of the replays. <laughs> God bless Game Pass. It's uh, missing that All-22 film, though. But anyway, what a goddamn game, Eric. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, are, are, are we uh, are, are we in the show or are we just... I don't know, man. Let's get rolling, baby. <laughs> this is a victory Monday like no other victory Monday. I mean, Eric, uh, this is something that is... Uh, we've talked a lot about it. We debated what the... Uh, we changed our predictions... I believe I was the closest, right? Didn't I say 28 to 30? 27? I had 31-24. I think the Acme Army's predictions were uh, pretty much spot on. I got to tell you, before the game, when we talked, uh, finding out about who wasn't going to be playing and finding out that our boy uh, Yash is, was going to be starting, uh, I'm, I moved it. I stuck with my score, but I moved it to a toss-up. Um, goodness gracious. You know, you look at Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. I don't even have them. I mean, that's just normal business for the Green Bay Packers. I don't have them on my top eight things to talk about. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just them being them. But the one thing I would say, despite the ridiculous throws that Aaron Rodgers continues to make and the catches that Devontae Adams makes, <laughs> who's got the biggest balls that you've ever seen taking a hit, a cheap shot, late helmet to helmet hit oh my god i'll tell you what i was just about in tears and i'm thinking well <clears throat> he's out like unconscious uh, he's yeah. and then to come back and make the two biggest catches of the day wow <laughs> just wow it was unbelievable. it was a football team brother i mean from start to finish there's so many things i want to talk about because i just on the second viewing eric and then watching this morning i mean i've spent too much time this morning uh, watching the Packers again. And I guess that's the benefit we have of having a little podcast here and talking about it and give somebody uh, a, a couple other insights. But sure, we won the game. It, you left the legend with 37 seconds left. No timeouts. <laughs> yep. We told you, man. We, we talked about it. You asked my confidence level. I was at 89% when we were on the phone yesterday. Because it just felt like, you know what? We have stars, too. Make no mistake, man. The 49ers, every time they were making plays, 
there was only a couple passes where you saw a wide open receiver. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo, no matter what shit you give this guy, he's still a hell of a player. Number two, Kittle's probably arguably the best tight end out there. Debo, damn, man. That, I'm so glad he's on my fantasy team. Uh, a kid can play. We saw Brandon Ayuk step up a little bit last night. I mean, these are good players. Not to mention that Ohio State Buckeye running back there. I mean, for a rookie, this was not a team that uh, was any kind of pushover. And listen, let's start with our defense, Eric. Let, let, let's just start with the defense in that first half because we, we're going to talk a lot about offense because there's too much to not talk about. I, we have to get this defensive thing out of the way because we've been under fire for not having a defense that blitzes. You've mentioned it yourself. We do not have you know, a, a defensive coordinator that's utilizing Kenny Clark in a position he should be utilized. My side note would say I've seen enough of Dean Lowry for the rest of my life, I don't need to see him out on the defensive line. I, you know, I would love to see somebody else take more snaps. Because Tyler Lancaster stepped up last night. The pressure that we brought to all of the Acme Army listeners out there, you you understand the man crush I got on Rashad Gary. I mean, Rashad Gary's IG is maybe the one of the best follows out there. He's just an unbelievably hard worker, and this guy. And I'm telling you this after three viewings in the last 12 hours. From the first quarter to the last quarter, his engine does not stop running. Imagine this team with Zadarius Smith, Eric. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> this, this is a monster. And we missed him last night. He was the missing piece. Mm -hmm. And it showed. But we did enough. Our guys came to play last night. Uh, they, they strapped on the big boy pants. In a game where virtually everyone, even Packer coverage guys from all from everywhere, mm -hmm. talked about how we were going to get beat up all on the both sides yeah. of the line of scrimmage, and our guys did fantastic. Mm -hmm. They came to play. Yeah, um, that defensive uh, secondary that we have right now is such a different look with Eric Stokes on there, and I, I, <sighs> the pass interference call that he got. Yeah. The no call pass interferences we got, it was just kind of like, man, call. I hate it when refs have any kind of influence on the game that's not obvious. And some of that shit, I, I if you weren't a believer in Eric Stokes, ladies and gentlemen, you uh, have to believe in this kid now because he is 100% what we wanted out of a first round pick, man. Uh, solid. You know, he, some of the mistakes that he made are rookie mistakes that he's talented enough to put himself in position to make. Yeah. Kevin King doesn't get there to make some of those calls. And he's a young kid learning a vastly different game than he's ever played before. Mm -hmm. um, Stokes stepped up and this is just exactly what we want. Learning on the job training, keeping Kevin King off the field. Uh, I, I, illness. What I, I, yeah, I don't know if, I don't know what he's there. got, but Shannon Sullivan getting hurt. That affects us, you know. But listen. He, he came back. What, what did we talk about before the game? What did I say? We're going to see. It's, it's game three. It's about time we see an interception from our top gun. And damn it, he, he pulled through. He gave up a touchdown to Brandon Ayuk. But he was playing, man. He was in there tackling. He was. It, it looked like the defense we saw midway through uh, last year. You know, after that Colts game, 
the confidence we had going for the for, for the next run. I mean, it was it's kind of how I felt last night. You you look at at Alexander's football IQ. The interception that he made mm. is a one percent of cornerbacks in the NFL can not just recognize that and then put themselves in position for a head-on collision, slip inside at full speed and make that catch. Tremendous. That, that ball Tremendous. was on the fingertips of Kittle. And yep. the split second he dashed in front of him and cradled that ball. Now, here's what I was freaking out about. As soon as he got that interception, Eric, you saw it. The way he, he was one hand in the ball before yeah. he got it in. <laughs> and then Kittle was coming behind him. I was going, oh, don't strip him, don't strip him. But uh, it was the momentum shift we, we needed. And Darnell Savage, ah, every time – the. He's just going to be something real special, and I hope uh, I, I hope that pairing with Jair is something that we invest financially in, so that these guys are are together for a while. Because Darnell Savage is getting to be Eric. Uh, he he's not a step away. He's like a half a step away from like really blow. And he's he blew up plays. He did. He did great. I'm just. Uh... You know, my first, and this is a guy that we wrote a little bit uh, last week. Um... The first half of last week, more specifically, but Campbell um, thought he played spectacular last night. The big thing about him is, I mean, I think it's just simply having a guy like that on the team. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw enough of Ty Summers last night to know that that's not what we need. Oh, and, gosh. And, and, and I, I, that's where, where I would we, argue with you. That's where what, would I, we be? Where would we be without Campbell at inside linebacker? Yeah. Yeah. Night? But you didn't think uh, Summers did a great job? No, I thought Summers was late uh, oh. and slow. Oh, and I slow. thought he's a tackler. He's a tackler, and he's yeah. a special teams guy. But, uh, I, I mean, thought, I thought just he, he takes him so long to get from the middle of the field to the sideline, compared to Barnes or or, mm. or compared to uh, uh, Campbell to compare to anyone on the yeah. roster. I must have been focusing on other players when uh, when he was making those lack of efforts. But I, mean, no, I didn't say lack of effort. No, no, no. He's a hundred percent effort guy. I'm just saying he's limited talent guy. Yeah, and it just shows how how the, the lack of depth we still have at that position. Dying to see what McDuffie can do at some point. Well, I I, I, I go back to before you just jump off and we start rattling off every player. Just l take a breath and let's talk about Campbell because the, the, led the team eleven tackles, five solo, but he was all over. Listen, he was he had to guard Eric, the one arguably the best tight end in football, and he did a great job. I mean, these guys did not blow up and have awesome stats against us. It just didn't happen. And they're really gelling. It just it, defensively, the defensive line with Kenny Clark split out, which you had preached about for all freaking offseason. I mean, how good is that guy? How how good can we be with an Aaron Donald position player like Kenny Clark can collapse? It doesn't fucking matter. Excuse me, if it's a tackle, guard, center. I mean, but you just don't want to see him in the middle there. He collapses one whole side. Yeah, that turnaround, that uh, that uh, backwards pass fumble uh, from from mm -hmm. Garoppolo based on his pressure came yeah. from three technique. Now that was that was a two down lineman look. So naturally, you're not going to have him over the nose yep. on that particular play. Yep. But what that play illustrates is his ability to get between a guard and a tackle and wreak havoc in the backfield. And that's why, God, I just I'd love to see more Heflin, more Slayton uh, on the nose, freeing him up yeah. uh, for, for normal game op opportunities. And they, uh, they are they're doing a little bit of it, not as much because I guess we don't have a reliable alternative yet, but it's coming.
I just it's can't coming. believe that we're not going to get more effort out of Jack Heflin than you're going to get out of Dean Lowry. The impact Dean Lowry has, it's just not there. Two Agreed. tackles, you know. Tyler Lancaster came and played well last night. Oh, he did. Man, his, yep. his inside move at nose. Yep. Uh, oh, man, he, he, he caused some pressure. So, I mean, if you're talking about a $1.5 million player versus Dean Lowry's contract right now, yep. hit the ditch, bro. I mean, it's just it's not happening. I, I hate to bag on any professional player. I was a punter in high school. All conference, but I was still a punter. Um, Darnell Savage, though, six tackles, uh, you know, a tackle for loss, a pass defended. We talked about him. But Alexander, one interception, three passes defended. He gave up the touchdown to Ayuk, who was on him. But listen, man, San Francisco's offense is loaded with some of the most talented players down their depth chart. You know what I mean? Their offensive line is exceptional. Look what we did. I'm just mm. – You're right. And, and also, I don't think that you should uh, – don't, uh, don't short yourself when we're talking about football greatness. Uh, having – proven to be the second best punter in the history of Lakeland football. <laughs> that is, I mean, that is something to be proud of. Hey, dude. listen, some, so, somebody, somebody ducked the competition at the high school this year. Didn't they, Mr. <laughs> yeah. Hendrick? Yeah, somebody didn't show up. Back problems. Not on Mr. Hendrick's part. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> listen, we, we, we were pressuring the quarterback last night, Eric, and with Rashawn Gary's effort, I, for him to have, you know, a, a one tackle and a half sack. All I saw, all I see is this guy's legs. Now, listen, there is a big difference. There is a huge delta between Sean Gary and Joe, uh, 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 Nick Bosa. That guy's first step is something that is what should be the model for every defensive end that wants to come out. He's such a motor. And uh, and we'll get to how offensive handled him in a minute before when we finish up this this defense. But who is your surprise player from defense? Who who is somebody that stood out for you? Where you're like, finally, man, it looks like it's clicking for you. Uh, well, the the easy one there, and for the second week in a row, is Preston Smith um, mm. playing playing big boy ball. Glad uh, you, you know. I, I kept I, I kept looking at looking at him uh, winning. Uh, taking care of the edge. I thought uh, uh, Jonathan Garvin played solid football. Sure did. I, I did, you know, even with those two performances and that of Rashawn Gary, <clears throat> excuse me, I did find myself wondering what would this look like if we could rotate Zadarius Smith in? Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just like yeah. the, the difference between winning and dominating. Mm -hmm. You know, we won last night. Yeah. If Zadarius Smith uh, is there and healthy, we dominate last night and it's a different game. Mm -hmm. um, very excited, uh, impressed with uh, after. After that Saints game, the start, uh, mm -hmm. the, the uh, myself uh, starting the bring back Petten movement, um, start, <laughs> beep, starting, beep. starting to settle into a Joe Barry defense <laughs> that I think has real potential. Um, mm -hmm. And and again, it's it, his system, just like Lafleur's system, requires talent at you know at certain spots, players to do different things. He's got a bunch of guys that aren't necessarily um, round uh, round pegs and round holes, mm -hmm. and he's he's taking uh, it takes time to build a defense like that, like the way that they're incorporating the secondary into it. Like I, I got to say, even uh, even with the the short numbers at at inside linebacker, I like the design mm -hmm. better. My, my surprise player, I mentioned him. Uh, I mentioned him on the last show, and we saw it, dude. Now it took the injury of Chris Barnes 
uh, and potentially that concussion, what is that going to impact this week between the competition of Ty Summers and the boy that, you know, I was happy for was Oren Burks, man. Half a sack. He bring he can bring pressure from that inside linebacker position that nobody else can bring. You're, and, you're absolutely right. And if this weekend or if this week in practice is going to be the competition between Ty Summers and Oren Burks, man, I am going to be rooting all for Oren Burks just because we got a tough schedule ahead of us. And and I'd like to see more incorporation of these blitz packages with people that can get to the quarterback. You know, we don't want DeAndre blitzing. Yeah, you know, and I'm not uh, not continuing to to bang a guy who was 100% effort and, and hung it out for the team last night in Ty Summers, not ripping on him. But there were a number of plays in the second half when I said, you know, Oren Burks gets there. He doesn't get the corner on Oren Burks, that kind of thing. Yeah. And just a little bit. Now, Oren Burks has blown up on us in the past, but he looks yeah. like a different player this year. Yeah, he sure does. And, and you know, and he was only a half step off on a couple of other uh, delayed blitzes. Yeah. Uh, I, I do like the idea of of this team rounding into shape, and and getting some uh, getting some mileage out of the guys we're not using much in, in terms of I keep we keep banging about about Heflin and Slayton more, mm-hmm. um, and we're winning now. So what do we the hell do we know? But not a damn thing, and that's why people tune in. Um, <laughs> I, I just want you know let's let, listen. He, Jimmy Garoppolo is twenty five for forty. 257 yards, two touchdowns, one interception, sacked four times. That's a hell of a line. I mean, he's that's a hell of a line for our defense to keep that offense to that. But th- here's what – now, the the subscription to PFF expires, I believe, in 11 days, and I won't be renewing it. But uh, I did have overlap on the last episode, and um, – I apologize to anybody who listens to uh, Locked On and us, but uh, we we saw the same stat, and uh, I actually called Eric to see if I should take that out because uh, you know I try to uh, not have overlap with Peter because he's one of my favorite listens, but uh, I don't listen to him when we do any kind of uh, shows because uh, I I don't want to have any kind of overlap. But we saw a lot of great tackling last night, and we saw a lot of. There were a handful of plays where the receivers had busted wide open in the zone. We had such great coverage on it. We had great pressure. But when, you know, Sermon, we hold him to 3.1 yards. He had 31 yards. You know, Kyle Juszczyk, man, that guy is just an unbelievable reception. Uh, 30-year-old uh, kid from Harvard. Uh, it just, <laughs> you know, he's, he's ridiculous. He was 4 for 437 in a touchdown, and that touchdown was just beast mode. But... Get get down to what we held these guys to receiving. If you were, if we were going into this game, Eric, and you were saying, "Yeah, Kittle's going to have you know seven receptions, ninety two yards," but we're going to hold Debo Samuel to fifty two yards, Kyle Uzcheck to thirty seven, and Brandon Ayuk to thirty seven, and Mo Sanu to thirty six yards. Well, you know, you <laughs> we would have tried to... to do a backflip. Probably would have right. pulled some muscles, but I mean. That, it's crazy. If, if memory serves, and, and correct me because memory doesn't serve all that well anymore, but I believe that the last time we played the Niners uh, in that stadium, uh, Garoppolo had nine passing attempts. Um, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's that's what I that what I was looking a lot more for that, even banged up. They did have Sermon. They did have Juszczyk. They did have the other kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking for uh, – I didn't think that they were going to spread the ball the way they did. Um couldn't ask for a better recipe mm-hmm. what what a you know you, you lead the entire game 
uh, except for 37 seconds or 35 seconds, however that played out. But um, yeah. solid. All right, man. Now let's talk about uh, – before we get into the offense, Eric, let's talk about just the tale of the two halves. Because was there a point like, – our first half was so dominant. And there were some red flags in that first quarter and in the first drive to start the second quarter where we saw Yash, you know, look like he was over his head going against Bosa. But, you know, the the illegal receiver downfield, the call that he got there, it all it, it just seemed like, ooh, are we watching the train wreck? <laughs> at left tackle right now. I uh, I would be lying if I wasn't a little bit nervous after the couple calls. But Joey Bosa was held without a sack. Nick. I think he was held without a hit or maybe one. Joey's a charger. Uh, you know, you and I have been on Yash's bandwagon for more than two years now. Big boy. Uh, this, this undrafted Adonis-looking guy, uh, goodness gracious, to step in. And yes, he did have help, and yes, he did make mistakes. Yeah, but he's way, way better. I mean, you and I talked about this before the game, and you know what did I say? You know, it's going to have to be Turner and Turner and Kelly, or the the the, uh, um, the kid the kid from Tennessee at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, because what did I say? No way they're going to start Yash against Joey Bosa. So um, I was. Bosa. Or excuse me, Nick Bosa. Well, it doesn't matter which one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're both the same. And and for him to step up in prime time mm-hmm. against one of the best in the NFL and hold his own is a huge, huge sign. You know, and, and the thing that one uh, from Aaron Rodgers talking about Yash Nyman after the game. Yeah. You know, Yash Nyman said after the game, and I'll paraphrase, but basically, it, you know, it's just an honor to be able to play with you guys. And what Roger said is that the humility that this kid has mm-hmm. is infectious. He's a locker room favorite. He's a team first guy. I mean, he's uh, he's exactly what you want in a Green Bay Packer. Yeah. Well, it's funny that Aaron Rodgers had the conversation with Matt LaFleur and uh, had talked about who they wanted to replace Jenkins at left tackle. And he said, Yash, because Yash has some of the best feet and he talked about his humility. You're absolutely right. I, you know, we had, uh, we, we were very concerned, man, after the first preseason game, second preseason game, he bounced back, but I'm just so happy. And you know what? The sack that, uh, Aaron took, you know, that was the other rookie's fault. You know, that was Newman's fault. But, but just think about that. And that wasn't even a bad one. I mean, he looped around the outside and Aaron was walking back into it and he kind of, you know? and, and and that's football. That yeah. happens. Yeah. But when you look at Yash Nyman at left tackle mm-hmm. making his first significant plays Against in the, the NFL. the number one rusher in the two rookies, NFL. Two you know, two rookies at, at right guard and center, a second-year guy at left guard, and a wily aging veteran out, mm-hmm. uh, out on the right side. Mm-hmm. For them to produce what they did gives you an idea of the depth we have on this team. Oh. Uh, when, when we get our so guns geez. back, oh my goodness! So here's the thing, though, Eric. You know, we got a man. That center that we got out of the Ohio State University is a man. He is a big dude. I mean, he gets to that second level, Eric. You watch, watch, guys. If you haven't been able to watch the game again, 
take your take your time and just focus on the line. You focus from Yash to to Myers. Watch how he gets to the second level on the running place because the future is so bright. And here's what I love to see. If it is any other quarterback in the world who is bitching out his center because he almost snaps the shotgun pass into Randall Cobb when he's coming into motion, you know, other than Aaron Rodgers saying, how does that guy bounce back mentally? I mean, he's got the humility as well. I just, I love to see it, man. He doesn't make mistakes twice and uh, shit. We're just on track. We're just on track. You know, we had an awful lot of talk about the mistake that the Packers made by signing Aaron Jones instead of Corey Lindsley. Mm. Um, divine intervention. I just want, I just want to uh, uh, tag a little bit uh, on you about Myers and downfield blocking. The other thing that I, I don't know that I've ever seen uh, from a rookie center uh, or, or even, <laughs> even a young center, but in the guy's third game, to do combo blocks, make sure it's sealed, rotate out and take the next guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, not lost. This game is not too big for this kid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and you saw, you saw the chewing as, as Corey Lindsley told Myers, he was going to get from time to time when he screwed up, <laughs> you know, it's, 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 it didn't look so good funny. to have Aaron Rodgers reaming him a new one coming off the field, mm-hmm. but it worked. And, yeah. and that's what you have to do. This is, this is big time. You know, that snap that could have been catastrophic. Oh, it could have been, you know, if that especially, top, you know, and listen, you're talking about, I mean, an inch, yep. an inch between that. It because uh, it was snapped, and he was on his uh, he was on his right hip. Yep. And as it snapped, he went cross. Oh, jeez. Well, crazy. you know, he didn't. Uh, Rogers didn't have a sight on the ball. You know, yeah. it was yeah. that's that, uh, and so that got cleaned up. Uh, yeah. Everything, you know, it's like uh, uh, Rogers has said any number of times with Myers, he makes a mistake once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and then it's corrected. And that's that's just tremendous from a from a rookie. That's All right, so we talked about defense. Let's talk about the flow of the offense though because that first half, we were in such a great flow and we we're in, it just felt so balanced between our running game and our passing game and the small shots and the big shots and the way that Aaron was getting rid of that ball. I think he was 16 for 16 getting the ball under out in under 2.5 seconds. I mean, the way Devontae was targeted 18 times crazy man i really effed up not taking that trade in my fantasy for you know <laughs> tyreek hill for Devonte. but listen i i the momentum that we had in that first half in that balance what happened in the second half again because the 49ers score with just a few seconds left in the half right they go into half stunk that they had points on the board but that second half, they come out and you know put more points on the board, and then all of a sudden, it was it was like we forget how dynamic we can be with a running attack, because now we're in the now we're in the second half, Eric, and we saw what the pounding Dylan can deliver. But listen, everybody that thought Aaron Jones was a not worth it. You don't understand. Like this guy fell forward for you know three different first downs, that and running through piles. I mean, he doesn't stop his legs moving when he's you know when you got a, an eight yard carry and Javon Kinlaw is the guy who brings you down on his back because you snuck through the whole offensive line and everybody that's trying to tackle him and the linebackers. It's just he's something different and he adds something and and that's what we we got away from as soon as they scored again, right? So my question is to you. Is that Aaron calling audibles? 
trying to take those shots? Or is that, you know, Matt LaFleur's scripts to abandon the run and not have a little more balance? Because as soon as you go out, you know, can't convert. I don't think we're ever going to know that to really know the answer to your question. No. Uh, but but Rogers clearly has he has enough. You know, he has he has multiple plays that he can call based off the call coming in from Lafleur. Yeah, I mean, there's but, just so much communication that you see pre-snap from him. I don't know if he's calling anything. You know? One thing I got to get out. You know, when you got venom in, you need to get it out or it festers. It. And just going back to your comment about the the uh, the score touchdown before the half. Mm-hmm. And 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 the, the the ridiculousness of the officiating mm-hmm. last night, but Jimmy Garoppolo is about to go down. He throws the ball down. It's intentional grounding without question, clear as a bell. Why isn't that reviewable? That's mm-hmm. four points different. That's seventeen yeah. three versus seventeen seven. And maybe maybe it isn't so exciting in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, st- sticking with sticking with the offense and changing the the subject a little bit. One of the things that. Um, stuck out to me last night and we've had all kinds of conversations about it but I think we truly do have at this point uh, an approaching elite number two wide receiver in MVS Mm -hmm. the catches that he's making away from his body with his hands he's a different player and he's almost uncoverable and I think as the season goes on as teams more and more try to scheme Devontae Adams out of it MVS could be in for a huge year Mm-hmm. This kid is, he's learned through Devontae Adams uh, and, and off-season work. He's learned how to pluck the ball. And the two catches he made last night and the, the uh, interference penalty that he drew, um, this kid is approaching elite. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a huge statement uh, that he's approaching elite. But I will say he is uh, he is. Getting damn good right now. Listen, the throw that Aaron Rodgers made for that touchdown, Eric. Coupled on top of the Tunyon throw the week before. Um, he's the greatest thrower of the football in our entire life we've ever seen. Well, you look at the, they, they had those stat up there last night. First 200 games. He's first in touchdown passes. He's first in fewest interceptions. He's fourth in yards. Yeah, and he was also first in uh, quarterback rating. I mean, what w- what else is there? You it's, can't you can't compare compare his first two hundred against anybody else's two hundred, mm. and, and he's sitting on top on virtually every statistical category. Uh, the kid is amazing. He's all in. All of the talk about he, his head's <laughs> not in the game. He doesn't want to be here. Oh boy, <clears throat> he sure looked pretty pretty freaking animated last night. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Well, he was uh, 22 for 33, 261. You know, the average attempt at 11.3 yards. Um, You know, two touchdowns. It's like, yeah. I, that average is great. I just thought that there was a lot of times he was, again, trying to make up for the MVS misses and kind of just, you know, going deep sometimes, you know. Well, he's just a specimen mm. and we're so lucky to have him <clears throat> um, baggage and all um, he is incredible and this has the makings of a magical season you know last night's the kind of game 
that gets you home field advantage or breaks a tie for yeah, home field. Sure does. This is this is this Great is point. a monster game. Unbelievable and, point. And and, sure and he is. produced. You know, I, I want to. We we don't spend much time here on the podcast talking about the the third arm of the football team, but I think we need to this morning. And I just want to start out with with the two guys um, kicking the ball. Mason Crosby, just fucking money. I mean, <laughs> he is, dude. Just he, money. And, and a shout out to Dave Edmonds. You know, uh, <laughs> we have a punter. Yeah. We have we have a returner in Kyle and Hill. We haven't seen much from Rogers. We are uh, fixing our kick coverage away from being a top 10 uh, special teams unit uh, for the first time that I can remember. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think when you talk about Mason Crosby, um, I mean he's the greatest Packer kicker that we've seen, no question. Packer Hall of Famer, probably an NFL Hall of Famer. The special teams look great. Um, here's what I like about Amari Rogers: good decision making on the one that he was calling off people to get away from the bounced ball, but he's got secure hands. I I don't uh, not trust his hands. Kylan Hill only had, you know, the one kick return. He's still like at 20, uh, getting 21 yards on there. Just the breaking the tackles, the, the vision. I, it's just, we're, we're really close. You feel how close we are on that special teams. It's uh, it's great. But let's get back to MVS though. Uh, that great catch that he made for the touchdown. Because that throw that he, I mean, it was millimeters from the fingertips of Mosley, the defensive back that was on him or that dropped to cover him. <clears throat> the throw that he made to Devontae in the middle of the field, I believe it was over Warner, Yes, was almost the same damn thing. I mean, that's what we're seeing in an MVP quarterback right now. You know, we, we, we talked about this last episode, how it's just it just feels like we're, he's taking those steps. Now, he missed MVS on on one deep and i think he missed lazard on another one i don't know yeah he did um i, I just uh, but he hit him on that tone setter to start yeah yeah it you was know, a fantastic yeah. lazard i don't want him to get lost in the shuffle here you know i mean we talked about a legitimate number two i think mvs is the number one you know deep threat that we got on the team no question but lazard his underneath it, they're going to tunyon jones you know uh Dukwara even had a reception yesterday, which as soon as he got hit, I thought, oh, concussed. concussed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a tap. But um, yeah, you, well, know, you know what? A couple things. The Devontae Adams catch, the throw over Warner, mm -hmm. he's he's squared up looking back at the ball to make the catch. The catch at full speed that, that MVS made in the end zone lights out more difficult. Yeah. Blinded by the receiver, yep. two-hand pluck. Uh, MVS... Here's here's where I separate him from the rest, from from Lazard and Cobb, and from the rest of them. Uh, although Cobb is a, is a uh, master route runner, so is MBS. He has turned his ability on the, the route tree completely around. He's not just a burner. He's a guy that gets open underneath. You saw him open for the touchdown last week. He got missed. You saw what he what he could have done if the ball was in place last week. Mm -hmm. He's putting himself in positions every game. And he's catching the ball away from his body with two hands. He he is. Uh, I mean, uh, and I'm not meaning that as any kind of a bang at the best blocking wide receiver in the NFL. 
Did you see what Lazard did to Bosa? Oh, God. Last, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. You can't block him with a left tackle and, and a wide receiver takes him out of play. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's you, that important to the team. He's just absolutely. He, and, and, and I hope he understands. I hope he knows that even without the, you know, just having a couple targets. Um, listen, I'm just going to say one more thing. I love Aaron Jones. I just thought, you know, 19 attempts, 82 yards, 4.3 average. Uh, he's just, it's something, it's, it's a different football team when he's on the field. And I just thought what a little more balance could, could, could be done in the second half, but who the F am I? We have to talk about Devonte Adams. Uh, 18 targets, 12 receptions, 132 yards, 11-yard average, one touchdown. But listen, we talk about the importance of having chemistry. No, team, tell me another duo, quarterback, receiver, on this level. There isn't one. Uh, the back shoulder. The, the, <laughs> what what Devontae can do with a little thing? It's like he's his hops and his calves and whatever his quick twitch muscles are made of, you know, vibranium, vibranium, whatever the Wolverine is made out of that shit. I mean, it is crazy how he just springs from one side to the next and makes, you know, a three yard reception, you know, damn near first down. It's amazing what we're seeing with him and to have the damn announcers talk about, oh, Devontae. Yeah, if Aaron goes next year, are you going to want to go with him or yeah. you want to stay here? I just fucking great fuck, question. Fuck Chris you. Collinsworth. Chris yeah, Michelle Tafoya, eat it, man. I'm so sick of that fucking storyline because you're making me not appreciate what we got right now because it's absolute greatness. And I don't know if you're a GM and you can think about what you're seeing right now, what you saw last year, and say, nah, we're going to be just as good with Jordan Love if we keep Devontae. Because if Aaron's not there, there's a pretty good chance Devontae's not going to be there too. How yeah, do you? I, a, I think there's more and more after each one of these games. There's a pretty decent chance they're both going to be back in Green Bay. How can you break it up? It's going to be the real discussion because it's not more restructure, make the money, throw a fucking ten void years on that thing, pay the guy. Because listen, this is something we're not, we don't ever see, and if we're not appreciating this, it's just it's it's bonkers. Because we saw some of the best football last night and god bless it eric yeah but uh, it was a special game uh, on the road hard place to play hard team to run on hard team to pass on it it did if there was a if there was one small little criticism i'd make about the game plan uh, and you know based on what happened uh, it's probably not even relevant but it did seem like we got away from the run we were pass 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 mm -hmm. and and it worked it worked yeah um and and i guess i guess maybe that was the plan they they must have thought that shanahan's guys had no idea uh that green bay was going to do that with a shaky offensive line a young shaky offensive line to try to go and do that on the road in san francisco well mm -hmm. our boys stepped up our yeah. boys stepped up, and man, are we deep on the offensive line. Ooh, I can't wait. I can't can wait. You, can well, you imagine? Can you imagine? You talk about Corey Dillon. Excuse me, AJ oh Dillon. I keep God. doing that. Damn it. But you, Dillon's limited stuff, and, and, and Aaron Jones making an awful lot of extra yards. You know, he's getting mm -hmm. some nice, nice holes to run through. The guys are, are sealing lanes, and he's getting to them. 
Yeah. But can you imagine Elton Jenkins at, at left guard and David Bakhtiari at left tackle and, and what that does to those guys or for those guys? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And mm. uh, that's going to just beg the question to see what happens in the future here with John Runyon and, and you know, um, Royce Newman because when John Runyon's uh, – I love the way he stacks up next to a tackle and creates a damn wall, man. It's it's beautiful to see. I think those interior three are going to be here for a very long time. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, we got an exciting schedule coming up here next, right? We got, uh, you know. Mike Tomlin coming to town. Steelers in Lambeau, 425. And, uh, and after that, we're at Cincinnati, at the Bears, and then we got Washington. Ugh. Looking forward to this, man. Looking forward to this whole thing that we are watching develop right now. And listen, the Steelers aren't who the Steelers are, but they're still the Steelers. So that's a good thing. Absolutely. Lambo right. is going to be rocking next it is. weekend. It is. Well, hey, uh, shout out to everybody listening to us. Follow us on Acme underscore Army. Uh, don't be afraid to share us and uh, hit that share button on the iTunes, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to us. Make sure you just shoot that over to a friend. We're going to have some fun guests on. I'm a Diesel coming up. I swear we're reaching out. And uh, we got a uh, another friend from uh, down under in uh, Australia who's going to be joining us for a few shows, I bet. Um, we're going to see if we can't get uh, together with Mel down there have some fun talk Packers but what a great season we got shaping up right now hey did anybody else out there uh find themselves looking on the TV on the breaks and seeing if they could see you know Jamie Cheesebutt or if they could see uh you know Caitlin out there uh, in the stands at all because uh gosh what a crew of Packer fans that place had last night man the Packer fans are the greatest in the world no question about it they show up everywhere um Amen, man. It's just awesome. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, with that, Eric, take us out. Hey, uh, everyone, enjoy the crap out of a victory Monday after a game like that. Getting fired up for the podcast, getting fired up for the Green Bay Packers. You know, I, I hate characterize and, and steal something from Jimmy Johnson. But how about them Packers? <laughs> go, Pack, go, baby. Oh, so give it a